welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco bivalve. Bivalve? Ooh, oh, disco bivalve? I'm the great problem, mystery. You flipped the script, and I'm Jay. And today, our animal comes from Conrad. Conrad? Conrad Thompson? No. Okay. Conrad on Instagram. He and him oh. were talking about the electric clam. There's an electric clam? Mm-hmm. Oh, the bivalve. Also known as the disco clam. Disco clam, okay. Uh, I'm sure you've seen a picture of these guys. Maybe not. They're electrically charged display and it's not real electricity let's let me look up disco clam right now i need a picture yeah so they're the they have a white shell but they also have the tons of the red feeding tentacles that come out of their mouth yeah uh, they're bright fiery red inside they look like a clam with a an anemone is that what you say? yeah in, inside of it so and their lips glow and flash electric blue oh wow okay i see it here okay yep that is not real electricity that is bioluminescence Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about, it's very weird for clams to have bioluminescence. Yeah, I wonder why, though. We'll get to there. Uh, Charnatidae, Alalis, is also better known by its common name, the disco clam or the electric clam. It's a unique marine bivalve mollusk belonging to the family Lamiaidae, hmm. almost spelled like Limaidae. Okay. Along with a rough file clam, it is one of only two bivalves known to emit flashing lights. And these can be found, or you can find these clams throughout the waters of central India and the Pacific Ocean. Scientists continue to debate the purpose of their flashy displays. So these guys flash a lot. Yeah, I got, see that? I got, yeah. I'm showing you. And people, people put like uh, electric noises behind it. Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't, they don't, uh, they are filter feeders. Uh, they have larvaic young, so basically their young swim through the water column before they settle down. Okay. Uh, they are very solitary. They 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 can be found like in groups, but they're not really. Now, here's a really fun fact. You see this light display in their bright red color. Yeah. How do you think this animal defends itself from predators besides its shell? Defends itself. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's not just the shell, huh? Uh. I said besides the shell. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. What would they do? They spray an acidic mucus that burns predators. Oh, so they don't... So that's oh. a red tentacled clam that flashes blue electric lights on its lips that sprays acidic mucus that burns predators. In the water, huh? Mm-hmm. So it's... Mucus sticky. Yeah, like a chemical burn. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's crazy. It's a little freaky? bit Freaky? Fauna. Little little freaky, yeah. I mean, it's a lot different than electric. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely not electric. But even shocking though. nonetheless. <laughs> uh, they're mostly found in pretty much any coral reefs that are around. Uh, funny enough, this is a, involves an off-topic, like an off-recorded conversation. Their biggest threat right now is climate change, and they're trying to establish their populations. Because mm. as the reefs are disappearing at faster and faster rates, these guys are disappearing in the wild at an alarming rate. Let's save some and put them in a tank. They're in zoos and stuff like that. They're in special, like, I've seen this at uh, 
at uh, Gatlin, the Gatlinburg Aquarium. Yep, they I've have been a there. Tank of them. Oh, nice. Okay, I want like the glowfish tank. Ah, oh, now so, that I know. Yeah, you probably seen them and didn't know what they were because you know it's dark in there. It's like a little dark room you go yeah. in, and there's all these animals that light up at night, the dark. Yep, I know exactly what room you're talking about. So these are on the on the ground, and they're the ones that look like electricity's pulsing through the ground. Wow. Uh, but they are disappearing at a very alarming rate. Okay. They are the only species in their group. So they're one of a kind, basically. One of a kind. Yeah. Uh, until relatively recently, they were the only bioluminescent clam ever discovered. Like I just talked about in the beginning, there's a file clam that does have some bioluminescence, but it's very limited yeah. compared to these guys. Yeah, this guy, these are pretty, I mean, on dis- they're on display. It's like so something these- you'd find at Lowe's in the lighting section. These guys can actually crawl around at decent enough speeds, especially for... Uh, bivalve, but they can also swim. Okay. They are omnivores. Uh, they, Like I said, they're, they're pretty much filter feeders, so whatever goes in there, they're going to try to eat. Mm-hmm. Their number one predator is mantis shrimp. Oh, the predator. Okay. Uh, mantis shrimp punch and crack open their shells. Yeah, I've seen some videos of them. They're pretty nuts. But like I said, they're Indo-Pacific. Pretty much anywhere you go on a reef and you find a crack in a crevice, there's a chance you run into these guys. Mm. So now they'll burn you, right? Uh, yeah, no. If their acid gets I mean, on you or whatever. Mind, these guys are like a couple inches wide. Uh, the right. biggest ones on record are four inches wide. So for them to get through a dive suit. Oh, I forgot. I didn't think that. Take that into consideration. For you to be in contact with these things would take an extraordinary amount okay. of circumstances. So if you're like, snor- I'm just saying like if you're a snorkeler. You're snorkeling and smacking them, I guess it would, but it's not yeah. like real. Like it's not gonna not enough to really hurt you. You'd have to go They're considered your- non-venomous by uh, like the swim report. Okay. Which doesn't mean they're they have they they don't have venom right but yeah. when the non like the swim report thing for beaches means they're a safe animal to be around okay uh they can live up to 30 years but some scientists put them up to 75 years bivalves are known to live for freaking ever that's pretty cool uh yeah they have low aggression no all right well yeah because i don't think any th- not too many things in nature are probably going to mess with this bivalve full of tentacles and flashing blue light at you I would probably avoid that too. <laughs> just that's just me. So some of the interesting facts about these guys: the disc clam, like we already said, it emits a light display resembling that of a disco ball or neon lights. So if you're just looking at the mouth fully open, with the light of with the the lip flashing, mm-hmm. that's only a part of their light display. Mm, okay. My next fun fact is the rest of their light display. When one of the clam's lips, or the one of the clam's lips, in, contains in extremely small cilia spheres that res, uh, that reflect light, which, when absorbing or when absorbed by the other lip, creates this illusion of flashing in spherical motion. Okay. So when their lips are open, it's just this jet of light looks like electricity. When their lips are like pursed, like yeah. giving a kiss, right? It looks just like a disco ball. Hmm. Like how it's turning and flashing and all this stuff. That's pretty awesome. Nature's pretty cool. The bright red portion of the disco clam's mantle possesses non-toxic peptides, uh, peptide-like compounds that predators may find very distasteful. Mm, okay. But they are considered non-toxic. Yeah. Like I already said, they can spray extremely acidic mucus to ward off predators. Plankton is the main food source, and as plankton populations decline, so have the disco clams declined. Mm. So these guys, uh, they're trying... To figure it out, uh, their populations, but it's not like they're disappearing at an alarming rate. Gotcha. Okay. Like places that had colonies of tens of thousands of animals don't have any. Oh, okay. That's quite the in change. In the last then. 10, 15 years. Yeah. And most people believe it's due to the acidification of the ocean. 
Uh, mus- uh, animals with exoskeletons like coral, coral is an animal, mm-hmm. uh, disappear first. Mm-hmm. That's not good. They belong to you know the mollusk family, uh, the same family which includes snails, slugs, impets, oysters, scallops, goo- gooey ducks, and mussels. Ooh, gooey ducks. Those are really interesting clams. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do another episode on those. But yeah, they're the only uh, they're the only member in their family. Uh, or sorry, they're, they're in their family. They consist of 130 known species. They're the only animal in their genus. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, what else you want to know about these guys? Uh, I mean, they. Uh, you, everybody has seen these guys in the, like a very nice tropical fish store. They're always there. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they are trade. They're not endangered by in, in sense of like you can trade them. You can buy them and trade them. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, these will definitely probably go extinct well before in, in the wild, well before they do go into captivity. Mm, okay. These are actually on the list of animals that may disappear in the wild and still be found in captivity in the next 20 years. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they a lot of animals eat these, everything, fish, crustaceans, cephalopods, walkers, uh, all, even other uh, bivalves eat them. Oh, wow. So this light display, yeah, they contrary to popular belief, clams do have eyes. Yeah, that's true. If you look at scallops, scallops are a type of bivalve. Uh, they have really bright, visible eyes. Aren't they all along like the lip of their yeah. shell? Kind of. Uh, these guys have very simple eyes comparatively. Yeah. Um, but they do have eyes. Okay. So some people think it may be a communication method, uh, but it's very doubted by a lot of other biologists because it's just so odd for any bivalve trying to communicate with another bivalve. Right. Like saying very, hi. Very stationary and solitary animals. Right. Exactly. Uh, a lot of people, others, some people think it's a lure, an attractant to plankton. What, the, the bioluminescence? Yeah. Hmm, that makes sense. Uh, so, like, light, we use light to attract plankton when we're fishing. It's like moths. We, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, in in fishing, like, for squid or even when we fish for crappie, you put lights in the water, it attracts the plankton, the plankton attracts small fish, and the small fish attract crappie or bigger fish. Right, exactly, yeah. And then, so they may be doing the same thing, except they're after the plankton. Just wait till they get in close enough to get mm. them with their death tentacles. Do they do they use those little like things to like pull in fish or trap fish? I'm assuming their little tentacle like they more use them to move around. Oh, that's for the locomotion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so like I said, despite having around forty to fifty eyes, they have extremely poor eyesight, even for a clam. So that's why the bioluminescence is really weird. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, they probably blind themselves. Some scientists say it may be to find a mate, attract a mate, all this stuff. They do reproduce via bi- uh, broadcast spawning like most other bivalves. When a male and female clam both release their gametes into the water, uh, the average number, color, and disco clam eggs, uh, color, egg batch is unknown. Like, we don't know anything about the reproduction. Gotcha. Disco clams, like I said, can live to be 50 years old. Uh, there's not much, like, they're not being eaten. Uh, but some people do eat them, and when they cook them, they steam them a very long time because they're not a palatable species. Mm. I would try one. So they fall into this. They're uh, within 109 animals that are currently being evaluated by the IUCN. Uh, so they don't have a rating right now. As far as? Non-threatened, least concerned, gotcha. endangered, okay. critically endangered. Okay. Uh, but they are the worldwide the worldwide wild population has been in steady decline for the last two decades. Okay, and they think it's a combined thing with the plankton life declining. So most people don't realize the plankton in the ocean have been in a steady decline for about the last fifty years. 
It really started taking a hit about 50, 60 years ago. That's not good. And most people think it's pollutants and plastics. I could agree Clogging their digestive systems. Yeah. And then everything else around that, you know, starts falling too. But these guys have been getting hit really hard the last 20 years. So I think it's that in the acidification of the ocean. It's finally that trickle-down plankton effect. Mm-hmm. That the acidification of the ocean is also affecting shelled animals. Oh, so they're getting now. They may have been able to handle some of the plankton problems, but now with both, they're kind of getting hammered. They're burning their candles at both ends. Well, they saying. ain't burning their candles at both ends. We are. Yeah, we're burning their candles at both ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo. So that was the electric clam. I like it. The disco clam. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning? Disco. Oh, disco bivalve. I, uh, what did I say? Uh, how's the song go? Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. This I want to take a ride on your disco bivalve. Yeah. Goes, it rolls right off the tongue. Right off the tongue. Uh, well, biologists aren't known for being clever. Look at the names of some of these animals. True. Maybe I think I think I know the next animal we do. I didn't want to do another ocean animal, but now the name thing made me think of it. We'll, we'll save it for the next one. Mm-hmm. So we'll I've been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been Jay. And together, you've been listening with us to Freaky on a Friday. Remember, as you go out into the world this weekend, live, laugh, love, whatever any white girl sign on the wall says. Just Just do it. Obey it. Obey. And we consume. Consume. (laughs) No, uh, no, it's, let's see, it's the end of August right now. So, uh, it's gonna be up, hot. Gear, gearing up for the fall, you know. Go tubing this weekend if you're able to. Get yeah, get your time in the sun. Unless you're in Australia, I don't think that's a good idea. I know a lot of you guys are from Australia. Yeah, but you still go outside. I wonder if Europeans tube. Be careful, careful for the bunyip. <laughs> Keep your eyes out on for the bunyip. The bunyip. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fat on a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow. Remember to share and give it a five-star review.